0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives
1: as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we return to the book of Jeremiah, where God promises to prosper his people in the future. He'll make a new covenant with them and remember their sins no more. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 31, On Simply the Bible.
0: Even in judgment, God remembers his mercy. Soon King Nebuchadnezzar would destroy Jerusalem and the Jews would go into Babylonian captivity. But God looked forward to the future restoration of both the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. God would bring his people back into the land and unify them. A new covenant and a new nation were coming. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 31. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, they shall again use this speech in the land of Judah and in its cities when I bring back their captivity. The Lord bless you, O home of justice and mountain of holiness, And there shall dwell in Judah itself, and in all its cities together, farmers, and those going out with flocks. For I have satiated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. And so the time would be coming when they would again use such language, The Lord bless you, O home of justice and mountain of holiness. At the time Jeremiah said these things, King Nebuchadnezzar was outside the city getting ready to attack and destroy Jerusalem. These were miserable times to be living in the city of Jerusalem. But God looked forward to the time of prosperity that was coming in the future when God would restore the farmers in Judah. He would satiate the weary soul. Yes, they were weary at this time. But God would take care of them in the future and replenish the sorrowful soul. God is a God who delights in restoration. After this, I awoke and looked around, and my sleep was sweet to me. Now, evidently, Jeremiah received chapters 30 and 31 in a dream. God would sometimes speak to people through dreams, and while some dreams could be troubling, When Jeremiah awoke from this one, his sleep had been sweet. And that is a wonderful blessing to those who trust in the Lord. One of the best ways to have a good night's sleep is to simply meditate on God's word before you go to sleep. And then give him thanks for getting you through the day and for the grace he will give you tomorrow. Verse 27. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and the seed of beast. And it shall come to pass that as I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy and to afflict, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. So there would be this reunification of Israel the house of Israel the northern kingdom and the house of Judah the southern kingdom as God would bring them all back into the land and as God had watched over them to pluck up so he would watch over them to plant now this is what God had said to Jeremiah when he first called Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10 he said see I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You see, when things are not right, they have to be torn down before they can be rebuilt. And so these prophetic words that the Lord had been giving to Jeremiah were about the rooting out and the pulling down, for that was God's judgment against his disobedient and idolatrous people. But now God was speaking of the future restoration when he would build and plant his people in their land. God had been faithful to watch over them, to pluck them up, and in the same way, he would be faithful to watch over them, to build and to plant them. We can rest assured that God will always watch over his word until he brings it to pass. In those days, they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge, but everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man Who eats the sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. This saying had become a proverb among the people. The people felt that they were suffering for the sins of their parents, for they had been trained by their parents. But in reality, although their parents had sinned and failed to teach their children God's ways, the children were still responsible for their own actions. You know, it is human nature to avoid taking responsibility for our own failures. We prefer to find a scapegoat, to find somebody else to blame. But God's justice holds each of us responsible for our own actions. There will be no blame shifting when we stand before God to give an account of ourselves. God said that when they returned to the land, no one would be saying this proverb anymore. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Now, God took it upon himself to institute a new covenant with his people. The words, I will, are used six times in these four verses. The old covenant was based on the people keeping the commandments they were given through Moses on Mount Sinai. If they kept these commandments, then they would live by them. Of course, the people said that everything the Lord commanded they would do but their follow-through was weak, to say the least. They failed to meet the obligations of God's covenant relationship with the nation and instead were drawn to the immorality and indulgences of the Canaanite religions. Therefore, a new covenant was necessary if the people were to be saved from their sins. Rather than God's laws being written on tables of stone, In the new covenant, they would be written on the people's hearts. Legislation that comes from the top down has little effect on people's hearts. And in many cases, it actually fosters rebellion for people resent being told what to do. But God would effect an entirely new change of heart. He would change their character from the inside out so that they would want to love and serve him and keep his commandments and he would be their God, and they would be his people. This speaks of relationship rather than religion. Previously, God made his covenant with the nation of Israel, but the new covenant would be personal. He would write his laws on each person's heart. No longer would they say to each other, know the Lord, for they would all know the Lord personally. Previously, he revealed himself in the fire on top of Mount Sinai. But in the future, he would reveal himself in the heart of every person. And in this new covenant, he would remember their sins no more. Now, the old covenant only had forgiveness of sins that were unintentional. If you deliberately chose to sin and trespass against the law, there was no forgiveness for those sins. But the new covenant would have a complete forgiveness of sins where god would remember them no more he would put them away and of course the only way he could do that and be just would be to have a substitute for our sins which of course jesus christ is the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world now this new covenant would be for the future of the nation of israel and will happen after the Great Tribulation when the nation of Israel will be saved as they turn to Jesus Christ as their Messiah and receive forgiveness of their sins through him. But the new covenant is for all those today who will bow the knee to Jesus Christ, trusting in him and receiving his righteousness for their sins. He became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And this new covenant is for all of us today who will simply trust in Christ. This is what Jesus said in Mark 14 24 in the upper room as he shared the communion elements, the Lord's Supper with his disciples, and he took the cup and he said, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. And what a blessing it is that we can relate to God personally Through the new covenant, knowing that our sins have been forgiven and God remembers them no more. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease From being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. God makes an amazing promise to the nation of Israel that they would exist before him just as the sun, the moon, and the stars exist. God's covenant with Israel would be as permanent as the cosmos. Now, there is a great error known as replacement theology, which states that God is done with the nation of Israel and that the church has become spiritual Israel. Not so. God has a program still. For Israel, God will turn his face back toward Israel after the rapture of the church during the great tribulation period. And he will restore the people into their homeland, into the land of Canaan uh, during the millennial kingdom when Christ will reign there in Jerusalem. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the city shall be built for the Lord from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate. The surveyor's line shall again extend straight forward over the hill Gareb. Then it shall turn toward Goath. And the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields as far as the brook Kidron to the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be holy to the Lord. It shall not be plucked up or thrown down anymore forever. The tower of Hananel was located at the northeast corner of Jerusalem, and the corner gate was at the northwest corner of the city. So they marked the limits of the north wall. This Jerusalem that will be built will never be plucked up or thrown down anymore. This could not be referring to the Jerusalem that was rebuilt after the captivity because it was thrown down by the Romans in 70 AD. So this will occur during the millennial reign of Christ. Indeed, the Jews would pass through extremely difficult times. But in the future, God would restore and prosper them as never before. Likewise, when we trust in Jesus Christ, we can rest assured that the best is yet to come.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see that while Jeremiah was imprisoned by Zedekiah, the Lord told him his nephew would sell him a field, Jeremiah buys it, and prays for understanding. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.